The Haunting of Hill House by Shirley Jackson Chapter 5 The road leading away from the the gas station and church was very poor indeed, deeply rutted and rocky. Ellen's little car stumbled and bounced, reluctant, going further to his attractive heels, where the day seemed quickly drawing to an end under the quick, under the thick, oppressive trees on either side. It did not really seem to have much traffic on this road. Ellen thought warily, turning the wheel quickly to avoid a particularly vicious rock Ahead, six miles of this would not do the car any good. For the first time in hours, she thought her sister laughed. By now, they would surely know she'd taken the car and gone. They would not, would not know where they would be telling each other. Over, incredulously, they would never have suspected it of Eleanor. Would never have suspected it of myself, she thought, laughing still. Everything is different. I'm a new person, very far from home. Delay their lies, no pretty. Present mirth, have present laughter. She grasped as a rock car cracked against a rock and reeled back across the road, an ominous scraping, somewhat way above beneath. Then she gathered itself, then gathered itself together vanily, resumed its dogged climb. Tree branches brushed against the windscreen. It grew steadily darker. Hill House likes to make an entrance, she thought. I wonder if the sun ever shines along here. At last, with one final effort, the car cleared a triangle, dead leaves and small branches, crossed the road, and then came the clearing by the gate of Hill House. Why am I here? she thought helplessly. At once, why am I here? The gate was tall and anonymous and heavy, set strongly into stone wall, which went off through the street trees. Even from the car, you could see the padlock and the chain that was twisted around through the bars. Beyond the gate, you could see only the road continued turn shadowed on either side by the still dark trees. Since the gate was so clearly locked, locked and double locked and chained and barred, who, she wondered, wants so badly to get in? She made no attempt to get out of the car, but pressed the horn, the trees and the gate shuddered, but drew, drew slightly from the ground sound. After a minute, she blew the horn again, and there saw a man coming towards her from inside the gate. He was as dark and unwelcoming as the padlock. But before he moved, to walk, moved towards the gate, he peered from the bars at her, scowling. What do you want? His voice is sharp and mean. I want to come in, please. Please don't lock the gate. Who say? Why? She fluttered. I'm supposed to come in, she said at last. What for? Inspected her. Oh, oh, am I? She wondered suddenly. Is this as far as I go? Why? Who am I? She knew, of course, that she delighted. He, he was delighting at seeing his authority. So once he moved, well, not the gate, he would lose the little temporary superiority he thought he had. What superiority have I? She wondered. I'm outside the gate, after all. She would already see that losing a temper, which she did really, because she was afraid of being infectional. But only turning him away, leaving her still outside the gate, railing and fruitlessly. She could even appreciate his innocence, if he had reproved later for this ignorance. 
Men of necessity, they could grin the wide, blank eyes, while your face protesting. He could not, would not let her in. He planned to let her in. But could, but how could he be sure? He had his orders, didn't he? He had to do what he was told. He was the one who get in trouble, wouldn't he? If he didn't, if he let in someone who wasn't supposed to go inside, she would appreciate his shrug. It's a bit of his shrug. Picturing him laughed. Perhaps the worst thing she could have done. Eyeing her, you move back from the gate. You will come back later. He said and turned it back on an air of virtuous triumph. Listen, she said after him, still trying out to stand anger. I'm one of Dr. Vandercourt's guests. You'll be suspecting me in the house. Please listen to me. He turned the grin at her. They couldn't rightly be expecting you, he said, seeing as you're the only one come so far. Do you mean there's no, no one in the house? No, I mean, I'm no one I know of. Maybe my wife getting it fixed up. They couldn't be there exactly expecting you. Now would that, could they? She sat back against the car seat and closed her eyes. You know how she thought it was hard to get in this heaven. I suppose you know what you're asking for coming here. I suppose you, they told you back in the city. You heard everything about this place. You heard that it was widely here to get to Dr. Montague. When you open these gates, I will go inside. Open them. I'm going to open them. I would just want to be sure you know what has been waiting for you in there. You've ever been in there here before? Well, the family, maybe. He peered at her now, peering through the paths, his jeering face, and one more barrier. After padlock with a chain, I can't let you in until I'm sure, can I? What did you say your name was? And she sighed in long pants. Not one of the family then, I guess. You ever hear anything about this place? It's my chance, I suppose, she thought. Being given a last chance, to turn my claw around right here and now, in front of these gates, go away from here. That wouldn't blame me. Everyone has a right to run away. She put her head out through the car window and said to the fairy, My name is Ella Friends. I'm inspecting the house. I lock these gates at once. All right, all right. The living making a holy and she just like a fitting key, turning it to be open to the padlock. Loosened the chain and swung the gates worth wider. The car coming out through. Ella with the car slowly, but evidently. She leaped to the side of the road, made a figure for a minute, he perspicuated a few impulse crossing her mind. She laughed and then stopped the car because he was coming towards us, so speak from inside. You won't like it, he said. You'll be sorry I've opened the gate. Out of my way, please, she said. You held me up for long enough. You think you could get anyone else to open this gate? You think they could get anyone else to open this gate? You think anyone else stay around here? How long except me and my wife? You think we can't have things just what uh, the way we want them? As long as we stay around here and fix up the houses and open the gates, all the city view. You think you know everything? Please get away from my car, she dared to admit to herself. He frightened her. The fear she must perceive it, his nearness. Leaning against the cut side of the car was ugly. His enormous resentment puzzled her. She certainly made him open the cape for her, but he did... But you think the house the guard inside was his own? Name from Dr. Montague's letter came into mind. He, she asked curiously, Are you Dudley the caretaker? Yes, I'm Dudley the caretaker. He mimicked her. Who else you think would be around here? The only old family retainer, she thought. Proud and loyal, thoroughly unpleasant. You and your wife take care of the house all alone? Who else? There's a bit of bugs. It's cursing for fame. She moved restlessly, her foot afraid to draw away from him, too obviously, yet wanting, 
from small motions of starting the car to make him stand inside. I'm sure you'd be able to make us very comfortable, you and your wife, she said, putting a tone of finality to her voice. Find me well. I'm very anxious to get to the house as soon as possible. You see, you can disagree with me. Me now? And he said, me? He said, me? I don't go around here after dark. Grinning satisfied with himself, he stood away from the car, and I was grateful. No boy there. No boy there, started the car under his eyes. Perhaps he would keep popping out on me. All along the drive, she thought, the sneering Trisha cat, yelling each time that he should be happy to find anyone willing to hang around this place. It's all dark anyway. The show that he wasn't, she not at all affected by the fault the face of Dudley, getting between the trees and getting a whistle. They were annoyed to find that same tunes still run through her head. Present myth have present laughter. She thought, told herself, oh, herself crossly, that she must really make an effort to think of something else. She was sure the rest of the words must be most unsuitable. To hide so stubbing from her memory, and probably wholly unsuitable, be caught singing a rival at your house. Oh, the trees occasionally between them, the hills she caught glimpse of that what must be roofs, maybe a tower of Hill House. They made the houses so oddly back with when Hill House was built. She thought they put towers and turrets and buttresses, or wooden lace on them, even sometimes gothic spears and gargoyles. Nothing is ever left undecorated. However, uh, Hill House was a tower, a secret tower, chamber, or even a passageway going off in the hills, and probably used by smugglers. Although, what could smugglers find to smuggle round these lonely hills? Perhaps someone comes a devilishly handsome smuggler hand. She turned her car on, last stretch of the straight drive, leading to a directly face to face with Hill House. Hill House moved straight out. Without fault, pressed her foot on the straight to stall the car, sat staring. House is vile. She shivered and thought, the words coming freely into her mind. Ill the house is vile. It's disease. Get away from here at once.